Deuteronomy 4 and 1 says, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you. For to do them that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. And I want to preach about standing on the promises of God. Come on, it's easy to get distracted. Maybe not for y'all, but for Nick Mahaney, it's easy for me to get distracted. And every, I have to stand on this right here. There's times that I literally have to hold on to my Bible. And I pray and I say, God, you told me in this right here that it would happen. Come on. And I'm going to stand on what you've told me. I come to tell you this morning, there's some of you, some of you elders in the past, the Lord has spoken some things to you and you haven't seen it yet. Can I tell you, just hold on just a little while longer. Come on, God's word will not return void. If he said it, it's going to happen to you. Come on, some of you, you feel like God has given you some promises about your family, about your church, about your home. Come on, I come to tell you, God's about to step forth and he's about to show you who he is. Come on, there's none like him. There's none beside him. He's the first and he's the last. Come on, he's, he is the alpha. He's the omega. He's the father. He's the son. He's the Holy Ghost. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt have no other gods. I want you to lift your hands with me. I feel an anointing in this place. By the authority of the word of God. And by the power that's in your name, Jesus Christ. Lord, you give us the power to bind. I bind any spirits that are not of you right now in the name of Jesus. I take full dominion over them and place them under my feet. Lord, you also give us the power to lose. Lord, I lose the gifts of the Spirit to operate in this place right now. Lord, I lose the gift of faith right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I lose you upon us, God. We're here to receive what you want, Lord, from us. We're here to give it back to you, God. Move upon us so we can move upon you, Jesus. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You may be seated. For 40 years, the children of Israel were wandering around in the wilderness because of the lack of belief and faith of their parents. And finally, they have all died. And now, once again, they stand on the banks of Jordan and the promised land is in sight. See, Moses has been told by God that he's not allowed to enter into the promised land, and God is telling Moses all the things that he wants Moses to tell his people. God has given Moses statutes and commandments and laws and ordinances that he wants the people to follow. You see, God has always required things of us to live by so we can live in his blessing. You know, the 21st century thinking of live like you want to do, do what you want to do, is not the way God thinks. Making up genders, I've never heard such stuff in my life. Come on, I'm not trying to meddle, but I can't be a deer. 
I'm a man. That's all I can be. And I don't understand where all this is coming from. But they expect us to tolerate things that we shouldn't. And it's all right. Let's just all get along. And that's what I want to do until they start trying to cram it down the throats of my children and my grandchildren. Let's just all get along. And I don't trust none of the parties. I'll just tell you right now. And it's all right until you get in a jam. And then you want to cry out to God. And when our prayers aren't answered because of things that are in our life, we want to blame God for everything. Now listen, I'm not talking about the sinner. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about a second, third, fourth, fifth generation apostolics. Some of us try to have one foot in the world, trying to hang on with the other hand to the church. Come on, that's not how it works. Doing things you know you shouldn't be doing, and I'm not coming here to meddle, but I'm coming here to preach to you what God wants me to preach. Trying to live one way on Sunday, but you're unrecognizable on Monday. You don't talk the same on Sunday as you do through the rest of the week. You don't listen to the same music Sunday that you do the rest of the week. Come on. And then when things like sickness or death happen to you, the first person you're going to call is Pastor John's or social media. Come on, get on Facebook. Oh, I'm going through something. Everybody pray. And all of a sudden, everybody goes, praying. <laughs> praying. They're not praying. They prayed as long as it took to go. Praying. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. So then when it ain't answered the way we want it answered, we try to blame God. But here's what Psalms 18 and 20 tells us. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me and I did not put away the statutes from me. I was also upright before him and I kept myself from mine iniquity Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands and his eyesight. Come on, verse 20 says we're rewarded because of our righteousness. In other words, our purity, the cleanness of our hands. 22 says I didn't put away anything that he wanted me to do. And I was upright and I was full of integrity and truthful keeping myself from sin or iniquity and anything perverse, then the Lord tells me that if I will do that, he will recompense me, which means he will pay me or he will reward me because of the cleanness of my hands in his sight, not in the eyes of Facebook. Come on, not in the eyes of Instagram, not in the eyes of social media or the world, but in the eyes of God. When Nick Mahaney's not seeing the fruit of my labor. Come on, I don't want you to get quiet because we're going to preach for a minute. When it seems like I'm not getting through to God, I start examining my life. 
Because my God has promised me that if I'll do what he does, ask me to do, if I'll live like he wants me to live, that he will recompense me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. Come on, that's why I'm a righteous man. That's why I want to be in church. That's why I want to walk upright. Psalm 37 and 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass. And wither as the green herb. Buy marijuana. Uh Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land. And verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord. Come on. But those that wait upon the Lord. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Come on, Atlanta West. The enemy is trying to distract us. The enemy's trying to get our eyes off of God and on the world. The enemy's trying to get us to doubt the word of God. Or the enemy's best weapon is to get us to wondering why. You see, the why will bring us down faster than anything. Why is everything going their way? I know them. I know how they live. Why is their car so nice? Why does my car get more oil to the gallon than miles to the gallon? Come on. Why do they have the nicest house? I see them at Walmart. They got two buggies full. And I barely got a half a buggy. Why? Why? But when we stand on the word of God and we read what God promises in his word, we see that theirs is only temporary. The word tells me if I will just wait on him. Come on, that's the hardest thing for us to do. But if I will just wait on him, then I'm going to inherit the earth. Then you know what you do? You return God's word back to him. We have a promise that his word won't return void or it won't return empty. And God has certain laws that he operates under. And he has regulated himself by his word. God cannot, God will not violate his word. Real prayer lines up with the word of God. You see, the answer to my questions is right here in the word of God. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, 
nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None, none of his steps shall slide. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them, and he shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. The Bible tells me that he loves us. He loves his saints. And when I start to fall, he's not going to let me fall. His hand is going to catch me. He's going to hold me up. Come on, he's not going to let me fall. Come on, I stand on his word. I've been young. Uh-oh, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed. You understand? I'm living in the overflow of Charles Mahaney. Come on, because I'm his seed. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed. Come on, that's why I'm righteous. That's why I pay my tithes. That's why I can't wait to give in church because I want my seed after me to be blessed. Come on, that's what we got to live for. God is not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. We got to stand on his word. Prayer works for me. That's its design. Prayer doesn't necessarily change God's mind, but it changes me. So God can work through me. Now, I'm an evangelist. And if there's a conference out there, you'll see evangelists. Brother Huntley's one of the biggest voices in my life, and he's always told me, out of sight, out of mind, that they'll forget about you. Well, we, no preach, no food. Y'all can look at me. I preach about 200 times a year. The Mahaney's got to have their food. But I go to these conferences, and it's always, well, I hope I don't get in trouble here. It's always the same thing. I'm much more spiritual than you are. I pray five, six hours a day. And I'm going, oh, Lord. Really? I was in prayer today for seven hours before I preached this sermon. I starved to death. I'm just going to tell you. And I'm thinking, man, I, ain't, I don't measure up. I don't know if y'all know this, but I make coffee nervous, okay? <laughs> Saturday nights, I get up three or four times in the middle of the night. Is it time yet? I don't have to set an alarm. I'm A-D-D-D-D-D-D. <laughs> After a certain point preaching, I'd lose my own attention. <laughs> and y'all be going, where'd he go? And I'm just going, it's none of y'all. This is me. I can't pray six hours a day. I've tried it, Brother Johns. Because my mind won't let me. I'm not, I'm talking about me. 
I get down and pray. Lord, I love you. And I start praying, Lord, bless Atlanta West. Bless the John's family. And all of a sudden, this thought will pop in my mind. Is the cow's horns in front of its ears? <laughs> or behind its ears? <laughs> Dear Lord. Jesus name. In Jesus name. Y'all will see me. I, if you'll watch me, I lay hands on myself all the time. I'll be in church. So I'll say, in the name of Jesus. What is wrong with you? Lord, where was I, Lord? Lord, where's the cow's horns at? Well, guess what? They're beside its ears. Ruined my prayer hour. I guess it's just me, but it don't matter. I could have not thought on something for five years. And I get down to pray, poof. Well, where did that come from? You left your truck running. I've never left my truck running. So I begin to ask God, Lord, you got to help me. I'm not measuring up. Brother so-and-so, that's why he's got all those alligator shoes, I guess. He prays seven hours a day, and them alligators just walk up and give him their shoes. I mean, he can pray, and he can tell you what color your wallet is. I barely matched today. Y'all, I forgot my brush. I had to get up and go to Walmart. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I know you. I created you. Let's me and you have a relationship. Let me tell you something. Don't base your prayer life on Nick Mahaney. Don't base your prayer life on the pastor. Come on, don't base your prayer life on your wife or your husband. You got to base it on what you and God have. You got to be able to have a relationship that you can come into God and say, God, I need you right now. I know things don't look too good, Lord, but if you'll help me. I may not pray a whole hour, but there's not an hour of the day goes by that I'm not praying. Come on, I'll be walking through the day and the Lord will stop me. You need to pray for this. In the name of Jesus, I speak faith. The devil's just trying to get you distracted. He's trying to step in between you and your relationship with him. Come on, you need to tell him, get thee behind me, Satan. In the name of Jesus. Psalm 103 and 20. says, bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of the Lord. Angels are ministering spirits. We can't pray to angels. I mean, there's some, there's some people out there that think that they can command angels to do something. You can't command them to do nothing. They were created to follow what God says. But this word says if I begin speaking his word, come on, they hearken unto the word of God. That's what I just read to you. Come on, and he'll send an angel into your, into your situation. 
Psalm 34 and 7 says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Come on, I got an angel around me because the word says I do. And it says he camps all around about me. That word camps is kana in the Hebrew, and it means he literally puts up a tent. Come on, when I get in trouble, that God's got somebody fighting for me. Psalm 35 says, the angel of the Lord chases away my enemy. And then verse 7 it says, and he persecutes my enemy. Come on, come on, saint of God, fear him. Stand on what the word says. Three Hebrew men. We've heard this story our whole lives. I've read it so many times that I'm out of room to highlight or write in my Bible. And you know how you can be reading the word and all of a sudden, why did I not see that? These Hebrew men are standing with the masses. They've been listening to the decree of a heathen king. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their Hebrew names are Hananiah. It means the Lord has favored. Mishael, which means who is what God is. And Azariah, which means the Lord has helped. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, very humble man, he wrote a book on humility and how he obtained it. He sold most of the copies to himself. And is all his humility, he comes up with this idea. I think I'll build a statue. Looks just like me. Well, that's humble. And in his humility, he builds it 90 feet high. Nine feet wide. And it's made out of gold. What a nice fella. And he says, when the music plays, I want you to demand that everybody bow down and worship me. The music plays and everyone bows down. But it's glaringly obvious that three men are not bowing. And I don't believe they were like, man, I believe they were like Superman, you know. So the king is mad, and they send him, send these guys before the king. He asks them because he can't believe it. You didn't bow down and worship me and my gods? They said, nope, we didn't. Daniel 3, 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. In other words, we don't care what you think. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Well, brother, humility, this makes him mad. He tells him to heat up the furnace in verse 21, these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, 
and their hats and other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Come on, it may look hopeless sometimes. Come on, it may look like the enemy has bound us. Come on, it may look like he's dragging us towards a furnace. He's got us, our hands and our feet bound, and he's throwing us into what it seems like hell to us. But just like the three Hebrew men, we have a promise. These men were standing on the word of God. You have to understand that they were students of the word. By the time they were 13, they had memorized everything in the Torah. They knew everything in the first five books of the Old Testament. And they knew what God had told them in the word of God. Deuteronomy 4.20, but the Lord hath taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt, to be unto him a people of inheritance as ye are this day. Come on, there was no fiery furnaces running around with them in the wilderness, but God had already let them know, one of these days, you may be bound and put in the fiery furnace, but I'm going to be there. You just keep standing to what I'm telling you. You just keep believing this word. And the king looked, and behold, there was four walking around in the fire. Daniel 3.24, then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, true, O king. And he answered and said, lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose body the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed, nor were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Come on, I come to tell somebody, don't let the trial or the battle overcome you. When they were thrown into the fire, do you know what burned off of them? The only thing that burned was their, their ropes and their bondage. Come on, sometimes God has to put us in a trial. Sometimes God has to put us in a fire because all those old things that are binding us can be burnt off, can be purged off of us. I come to tell you, just walk in his faith. Just stand on his word that if he said it, it's going to happen. The storm is over because the word says it's over. Come on, he was with them in the fire. He was with them in the rain. Psalm 1 says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. 
Come on, the word says, I will prosper. Come on, quit holding yourself back. Come on, God wants you to be blessed a hundredfold in this life and the next life. You need to stand on his word. Come on, my family's going to be safe. It doesn't look real good for some of them right now. My son's in jail now, one of them, but I still believe that God's got him someplace where he can hear his voice. Y'all know the Christmas for Christ envelopes? Y'all do those? In Arkansas, they put out the envelopes all across the platform. And in 2019, they had them all out there, and I just happened to be home that Sunday. And I always have that one that I get. That's mine. Don't nobody else get that one. Because they got, you know, numbers from, I think, a dollar all the way to 10,000. Well, mine ain't the 10,000. It's not the dollar either. But it's not far from the dollar. <laughs> so they were worshiping, and I slipped up there, and I got my little usual one and put it in my pocket. Now, you know how the preacher, pastor can just ruin your Sunday sometimes. I hadn't been home in many, many Sundays. And I had that envelope in my pocket. Pastor walks up, and this is all he says. I feel led of the Lord to say this. If you got one of these envelopes you can afford, thanks, but don't expect to be blessed. That's not sacrifice. And goes and sits down. I went, are you kidding me? Well, that ruins that one. So they started singing again. They were all lined up, and I was going to try to slip up, drop that one out, and get a different one. Y'all, I'm, I'm a klutz. I'm just going to tell you. Half the scars on my body are self-inflicted. I can trip. I, I told Sister Johns, I said, I hope I don't fall going up there. Because it's happened. Fall. So I slipped up there and I put that one back and I went to get this other one and I knocked all of them down. I said, oh Lord. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but I'm not real bendy. And by the time I bent over and got them all put up, my blood oxygen was 42. I was like, whoo, I double knocked my shoes because heaven help us if one of them came untied while I was preaching. I'd be on YouTube in 20 minutes. Well, my wife's standing back there. She's a worshiping. My, Sandra Mahaney is, she's so full of faith, it's not even funny. Every Wednesday, my wife gets off work, goes straight, to town and starts knocking doors. She'll bring 25, 35, 40, 50 kids to every, every Wednesday, every Wednesday. So she's a woman of faith. You know, I, I, can, I can be down, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, that's faith. 
That's what she'll say. You preach it, practice it. So I'll go by the woman of faith, and your wife, you know, she wants to know what card you got. How many wives would want to know what card your husband got? Oh, come on now. So I got that new card. It's in my pocket, and I stand beside the woman of faith, and she goes, which one did you get? And I told her, she goes, oh, dear Lord God, Jesus, help us. Listen, y'all, I'm telling you, I thought we were ruined right there. Well, it was a big one. We, we paid it. And we sacrificed to pay it. But Christmas for Christ is a great organization to give your money to. Well, we were invited. Now, this doesn't happen very often to me, okay? This is like the only time ever this has happened to me, what I'm about to tell y'all. We got invited to a church I preach at. There's a family there. They're very wealthy, got big old ranches and stuff. I realized that when we pulled up to their house. And I never, I thought I was pulling up to New Jerusalem. The gate was so big. <laughs> I was like, my goodness, I've never seen nothing like this. It took us like 10 minutes to drive up to their house from the gate. Their house was so big, I went to the restroom and I got lost. I'm like, Hello. <laughs> Where'd I turn? <laughs> Man, you talk about a feast. It was a Christmas dinner that the four lepers didn't have. So we're leaving, me and the pastor and my wife. He goes, hold on, Brother Mahaney. This is why we called you here. And they gave me an offering. I'm telling you all, this doesn't happen. To, I'm just reasonable. I just feel led to tell you this. And when I looked at it, I was like... Almost kissed him on the mouth. Man, I'm thinking, I am going to, we're going somewhere, baby. We are going somewhere. We ain't just going to Branson. I live three hours from Branson. We'll drive up there and drive back home. We're going to stay the night. I mean, evangelizing, you can get broke. We had a guy break in our house. We mugged him. <laughs> Two weeks later, I preached here. It was 2020. It was 2021. Two weeks later, I preached here at Atlanta West. I went home, and the next week I went to preach my next revival, and my wife was so sick. She couldn't even lift her head up out of the bed. And the Lord told me, he said, go home. You're going to make other people sick. Go home. I called the pastor. I said, man, the Lord just spoke to me. He said, get home. And one day when I got home, I got hit by 103 fever. For the next 12 days, I had 103 fever, sometimes stronger. I laid there in that bed thinking I was going to die and I'd already seen Brother Guy dying in the hospital. And I told my wife, do not take me to the hospital. If God wants me, I'll die right here. I was so ill that I couldn't lift my head up. Finally, 
Brother Morgan, Mark Morgan calls me. And I don't know if y'all know Brother Morgan, but I mean, it's like getting a hold of the Lord sometimes to get a hold of Brother Morgan. And he calls me out of the blue. And he says, Nick, what's going on? I said, well, I'm dying, Brother Morgan. <laughs> well, that's a way to answer. That's faith, isn't it? He says, nope. The Lord told me that you, to call you today and tell you you're not going to die. He said, the Lord told me that enemies are seeing you in a weakened state and they are attacking you from every direction trying to kill you. He said, but I'm about to pray over you. The man of God begins to pray. For about 15 minutes, he rebuked so many things off of me that I didn't even realize was going on. And he said, now you go to bed, and when you wake up, the angels of God are going to be ministering to you while you sleep, and you're going to be better. I, I laid my head down, and I'm telling you right now before God, when I opened my eyes again, everything was normal. I sat up in the bed, and I thought, what's going on? I'm starving to death. <laughs> Hallelujah. The only place I preached the month of January was here. But God already seen my sacrifice for that She's for Christ offering. And he placed somebody in my life that paid all my bills that month of January. Come on, I'll come to tell somebody. You got to stand on the promises of God. God's been dealing with you about some things that you need to turn over to him. Come on, I don't know what's going on in this church, but here's what I feel in my spirit. God's trying to step you up to the next level. God's trying to step you up to where you need to go next. And it's going to take some people like you that know how to stand on his promises and say, God, if you want my money, here I am. God, if you want my time, here I am. Do you want me to teach Bible studies? I'll do it. Do you need me to go to the jail? I'll do it. Let's all stand. Just a little bit of effort from us goes a long way. We recently went through a, a time in our, just all right, I'm about to close. A time in our life. I've never owned a home. I talked to Brother Turner. If it wasn't for him getting me in the right path, we still wouldn't have a home. But I'm, in, I'm 57 this year. And I figured it's time I might ought to buy a home. It's time to mature. Well, they don't like evangelists at the loan department. I've never been late for church. But they didn't want to help me. And Brother Turner and this other lady helped me get in contact with somebody. When it was impossible for us to even have a house, you ask him and he'll tell you this is a miracle from God. Turn down, no, but no help. We were evicted out of our other house, not because they were mean to us, it's because the market went so high, the man had no choice but to sell. Great man of God. God made a way when there was no way. And I walked in that house, Brother Johns, me and my wife, and I'm telling you, with tears not running down my face, and I'm not a big weeper. And I began to thank God for what he had done for us. 
and the Lord spoke to me. He said, go look in the Bible. Pua and Shifra. They were the midwives that would not kill the firstborn males like Pharaoh wanted them to do. And he, the Bible says, because you feared me, I made you houses. The Lord said, go read it. Because you and your wife have feared me all these years. And you've done what I've asked. You've stood on my word. Here's your home. We walked into a home. I got $80,000 equity in it now. Only. I'm not here to brag. I'm here to tell you. If God can do it for me, God wants to do it for you. Come on, I think there's some people right now that you've got some promises you feel like God has been talking to you about. It's time for you to step out of that seat right now and lift your hands and start walking to the front and start claiming them in Jesus' name. Come on, some of you have been praying for that son. You've been praying for that daughter. The enemy is trying to pull you down and saying it's not going to happen. But I come to tell you that God said, stand on my word. Come on, some of you, you've been giving until it hurts. Well, guess what? He's about to return a hundredfold to you. Come on, I don't believe in that blab and grab message, but I tell you what, I believe God blesses those that bless him. Come on, some of you, you've got something burning inside of you. And you know, in the last couple years, we've had a rough time as a nation. Come on, we've had, we've seen so many things, not just COVID, but all kinds of turmoils coming up. But God wants you to stand on his word. Come on, he wants you to lift your hands right now and says, God, I receive it. Come on, somebody talk to him. Lord, I receive it in Jesus' name.